of tracking your calories and points? Are you sick of feeling crappy in your body or in your clothes? Are you drowning in constant food and body thoughts? Do you feel like you're always negotiating exercise and food with yourself? If any of these sound familiar, you aren't alone. And the Diet Riders membership is the perfect place for you to learn how to drop dieting, pick back up your life, reclaim your thoughts, and your health. Join now by clicking the link in the description box below to get support and guidance along other women in this community. Hey, 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 welcome back to the Diet Riot Podcast. I'm Alyssa Miller. And I'm Brooke Miller, and we're both dietitians. Both mamas. Both from the Midwest. But live in Denver. And we have a special guest today. So You're getting so good at those transitions, by the way. I'm like super proud of you. (laughs) Yay. Well, this is a topic that Alyssa and I had been wanting to talk about for a while. And we just, when we met Carolyn, we were like, this is the perfect guest to bring on on this topic. We're going to be talking all about pregnancy and a little bit postpartum with exercise specifically. And obviously joyful movement is a huge part of intuitive eating. And it's something we firmly believe is so important to our health. So we will hand it on over to her to introduce herself. So if you can just tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from, and just how you got into this space. Um, and yeah, and you can share too a little bit about your pregnancy if you want to. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I'm glad we were able to do this. And I love that you used the term joyful movement. I just, I'm such a firm believer in that and it goes so well with intuitive eating. So I'm glad to be here chatting about that today. But like you said, I'm Caroline Prestano. I am a certified personal trainer and I'm also a nutrition coach. I'm also a full-time teacher. So there's a few different balls in the air there. Um, But yeah, my journey, I guess, getting into this to give you the Cliff Notes version I went through kind of huge transition in college where I really struggled with my body image. I really struggled with, you know, using food as a consequence, really restricting foods and using exercise as a punishment and just trying to get to the smallest version of myself. And I just hit this place where it wasn't working anymore and it had to change. And that's when I discovered intuitive eating and kind of dove into that journey. And then once I felt like I was in a healthier place with my diet, I decided to tackle the exercise portion of it and really found the joy in exercising and reasons to exercise outside of just physically trying to change my body. And it's, it's just been this great place to be over the last few years that I decided I wanted to educate myself so that I could help other women in this space get to that because I think there is so much dieting noise and there is so many misconceptions when it comes to fitness that we need other voices out there like you guys that are, you know, sharing what it could really be like and that it doesn't have to be so grueling on our bodies. So that's kind of the cliff notes of how I got into what I'm doing. I work with clients both virtually and in person. My husband and I run a gym here locally in upstate New York. And yeah, like you said, currently pregnant. I am 32 weeks right now. So getting towards the end there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You own a gym too. Wow. You've got a lot going yeah. on. <laughs> you are kidding. Yeah. And Alyssa, guess, guess what kind of teacher she is? Nutrition. I'm a special ed teacher. 
Oh, special Yay. ed teacher. Oh, very cool. I was like, woo, nutrition. Yes. <laughs> no, I got so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. my son has Down syndrome. You guys That's are the awesome. best. So yeah, I think it's so cool that you do that. Dude, time. all teachers, I, I could never do it. I mean, I would, yes, I could True. if I had to, but I would be miserable. So thank you for being a teacher. It's hard. Yeah, I wouldn't. I have a hard time teaching my own children. I'm like, I don't know why it's that way. Like my son asked me about an octagon one time and I was like explaining that the word octo and then I was like, you're five. Why am I having to explain this to you? And then I was like, hey, do you want to go play bears? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, great. Make me stop teaching you. Um, I don't want to. Well, congratulations on your pregnancy. 32 weeks. That's awesome. Um, and I would love to maybe if you're comfortable sharing a little bit about your experience, is this your first pregnancy? I guess I should ask. Yeah. Okay. And how have you felt like working out? Like, I guess maybe we can take this approach of like, how has society kind of taught us about what we can and can't do when we're pregnant? What is the actual science behind it? And then maybe a little bit about your experience working out through pregnancy, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, no, that's such a good question. Um, I always laugh because I thought of like prior to being pregnant, I thought I would treat myself as like someone in a bubble when I got pregnant. Yes. I would be afraid yeah. so fragile. Anything. Yes. Like don't jump up and down. Don't lift anything. Like it's just going to. And then it's just kind of this, you're just going to pop. Right. Right. And I really truly believed that. And then once uh-huh. I was pregnant, it was just this intuitive thing that I was like, no, I'm good. It's, it's okay. And I'm not fragile. Um, mm. But there are, I think so many misconceptions out there of what you can do during pregnancy, what you can't do during pregnancy. And unfortunately we're judged for it. You know, if we're doing too much, we're judged for it. If we're not doing enough, we're judged for it. And it's a hard space to be in. But I really enjoyed being able to put this education out there and put out there what I'm doing to show people that you can do these things or you can do what works for you. And it's okay. You just have to educate yourself about what you can do. So you know, no one pregnancy is going to be the same. We're going to have different restrictions. So obviously always at the top is check with your doctor about what you can do and Mm -hmm. and clear it with them. The other thing is don't start anything new. So if you weren't a long distance runner before pregnancy, don't pick up long distance running during pregnancy. It's just, don't do that shock Mm -hmm. to your body, but things that you were doing prior to pregnancy, for the most part, you can keep doing, you're just going to modify along the way. And that's where it's so helpful prior to pregnancy, getting in a place where you really know your body, because then you can recognize, okay, that didn't feel right. That's not going to work for me. Or yep, today I'm feeling really tired, but my body actually can exercise and it's going to make me feel better. So just getting to that place of knowing yourself is another great place to start. Some of the basic ones that we avoid during pregnancy, you know, when you get to a certain month or week, whatever that is for you, lying on your back, it's not a comfortable thing anymore. So we just have to modify and we change what we're doing. Um, I focus a lot on work with the pelvic floor. So just making sure that you're properly engaging the pelvic floor when you're doing different exercises. And it's been, it's been pretty cool because while I've never been through birth before in what I'm learning and educating myself on, there are things that you can do in your exercise to support you in the birthing process and then support you postpartum and 
it's just cool that you can really do these things leading up to it to really put yourself in a more comfortable place if if you can find that in birth um, mm-hmm. and be more prepared for that. But, you know, and you asked to Alyssa about my own journey with it. And honestly, I've been, I feel pretty fortunate that I'm able to keep working out consistently. It changes what I'm able to do. Some days I wake up and I had a whole strength workout planned and I just am like, I can't, I got to go for a walk instead, but I'm able to move every day. And I know that that's been something that's helped me a ton with how I'm feeling physically. I'm not as sore. I'm sleeping much better. I'm not getting that inflammation yet. And it's because I'm moving so often. Um, But it's been interesting. (laughs) Some of the comments that I get that go with it. I I get them kind of across the board. I've had people reach out to my husband and say, you know, did you see what Caroline was doing? Like, is she allowed to do that? (laughs) Right. And they mean well, but it's like, yeah, you guys, (laughs) and you know, other people that compare themselves to me, I wish I could do what you're doing. And, you know, it's just finding that middle balance of guys, you don't have to do what I'm doing, but find something that works for you and don't compare it to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I love that approach. I love that, that comparison. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, the comparison, like taking the comparison out and just saying, this is what works for me. And if, if, the, if part of this works for you, you can take that mm-hmm. too, but leave the rest. Like if you're lifting X amount of weights, like that doesn't mean that another pregnant woman needs to be doing that. Or she might want to lift heavier. Like it's totally, all of our bodies are just individual and unique. And so I love that you're, you're just like, this approach works for me right now. And this, this is not for everybody. Like everybody doesn't have to be on the same schedule. And that's so important as a personal trainer, especially like to treat all of your clients. So individually, like, Hey, these are all your options. What do you enjoy doing? What makes sense for your body right now? Are you recovering from birth? Are you recovering from an injury? And like, I love that your approach is just very, like, we're going to work with the or with the client to make sure that they're meeting their needs without pushing their body way too far or injuring themselves. Yeah. And like you said, the, the enjoyment piece, that's the big one too, because if you don't like strength training, then you shouldn't be doing it because you're going to look at it as a chore and then you're just going to be feeling so negative around it. Right. So don't do it, you know, but find what you do. Like it could be walking, it could be dancing, it could be yoga, whatever it is. And honestly, those will get you through some of the hardest times of your pregnancy. There's been days that I, you know, I'm laying on the couch and I haven't been off the couch since the morning. And I know I just need to move and I feel so much better after doing it, but it has to be something that you enjoy. Oh, totally. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it's really interesting. So just sharing a little bit of your story of the fact that you found intuitive eating and kind of this cycle before you got pregnant and Brooke, um, Brooke and I similar, she was a little bit before for sure, but I was in, in the midst of my pregnancy when my intuitive eating journey really skyrocketed where I was like, I was able to let go a lot of my food rules and food thoughts and body image issues and all these things during pregnancy because it gave me a deeper why at the time. Now I've come to realize that I need this for me regardless of pregnant or, you know, children or anything. It's just for me full stop, we say. Um, but pregnancy really helped me get in that mindset of like, 
having that great, like that grace for myself and being gentle with myself was came easier to me pregnancy. I know that that's maybe not the case for every woman. Um, cause pregnancy can also trigger a lot of people into like almost more stress and worry and anxiety. And for me, it was like a lot of letting go and just this natural, um, path for me to take of like, it's okay to say no to a run because I'm pregnant and it won't feel good for me. Meanwhile, I remember going to the gym far before I got pregnant. I think I was just newly married and I was running on the treadmill and the girl hopped on next to me. She must've been 30 plus weeks pregnant easily. Like very, like maybe even 40 weeks pregnant. She looked <laughs> like she was ready, you know? And she jumped on, was running faster than me, longer intervals than me. And just like, not even a doubt. And you could tell that she's a runner. Like she was already a runner. She enjoyed running as a pregnant woman. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I totally had that comparison sitting there being like, I should be able to run. If she can run that pregnant, I'm not even pregnant. I should be able to. And it's like this comparison where it's like, hey, stop. There's no need to compare whether you're pregnant or not to a pregnant person or a non-pregnant person or whatever. Like we're all individuals that have our own journeys and what feels good to us. So I love that approach of like, just letting that intuitive kind of lifestyle lead you even in pregnancy, which can be just really beautiful and, and such a, a great time to get more in tune with your body because you have more needs and you have stronger cravings and desires and needs. And, you know, you're typically you're more thirsty and you're more hungry and you're more tired and you're more moody. And you're like, I have all these needs that aren't getting met. and I need to pay attention to them versus when you're not pregnant. A lot of us can kind of like push those aside, right? Like sweep them under the rug for a period of time until things get a little crazy. Um, I'd love to hear from, from your perspective, the clients that you work with who are either already pregnant or maybe they, they're wanting to get pregnant. What are some of the exercises or moves that you recommend during pregnancy? I know you said not to start anything new, but that really support kind of what you were saying, that comfortability, um, strength, stretching, things like that. What do you find is something that helps most people? Yeah. I mean, really the big one is some form of yoga, like anything that you can do to work on opening those hips, focus on those hip flexors. And at the beginning, it's probably, you're going to feel like I'm never going to get there. Like, Mm -hmm. and then day by day, there's some days I only do five minutes of stretching. And then there's some days I can fit in 30 minutes of it, but just Mm -hmm. constantly moving your body in a way that it can elongate and you're focusing on some of those bigger joints and muscles that you know, you're going to have to not only use during birth, but they're the ones that are going to cause you some soreness and discomfort as your body grows just naturally. And you're going to alleviate a lot of that just by consistently stretching, consistently slowing down and doing that yoga. Um, And then really outside of that, once you find the movement that you enjoy, then we can really incorporate. So if it's strength work that you enjoy, you know, focusing on things like squats and hip hinges. So things like deadlifts, and it can be like, at this point, I'm I'm still doing that. I still recommend it for people, but it's with a band or it's body weight. Like I can't have weights in my hand anymore for those because it's not comfortable. So we just modify as you progress. Um, I always recommend for people just something as simple as walking. Being able to walk every single day is just mm-hmm. going to keep your joints lucid. It's going to keep things moving and it's also going to help your mental health during pregnancy. So that's really an easy one that anybody can incorporate. 
Um, and then outside of that, it's just, Absolutely. it's finding something that you enjoy. You know, if you're focusing on those bigger joints and muscle groups and you're stretching them out, if you're moving in some way and somewhat getting your heart rate up, great. You know, with some of, some of the women that are a little bit more, I don't want to say advanced, but they have more of a background in exercise. They've been exercising for a while. If they can do things like interval training, that's great because that's mimicking birth where you've got an intense mm-hmm. contraction and then you rest intense and you can just focus on your breathing to get you through that. You know, if that's something that you're able to do, I love incorporating that for people as well. Um, such a great point. That's kind of just some like blanket ones. And it's really just meeting the client where they're at and see, okay, what have you been doing? What can we keep doing? And things like stretching and yoga, even if you haven't done it before, it's okay to start something like that in pregnancy because we can slowly progress you through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are so important. And I know um, for me, like yoga and walking was the only thing I was allowed to do in my third trimester. And it was it was like my saving grace mentally just to be able to still get outside, still move and stretching. I, and that's something that I continued even postpartum. Like I realized I grew up loving like hot yoga and like the really intense classes. And then when I got pregnant and like was forced to slow down and go to the classes with the 80 year olds and like, just like really chill and stretch. I just realized how amazing it was and how many benefits there were. And I'm like, I'm going to keep doing this forever and still postpartum. I mean, two years postpartum, I still prefer like stretching yoga versus like the really intense, like inversions and stuff. And so, um, I think it kind of forces you to like, take a step back and also try something new that maybe you're used to always doing something intense and you try something that's a little bit different and you're like, Oh wow, this actually feels so good for my body. I'm just going to keep continuing this. So I think yoga and walking are two just of the most amazing things that we can do for our body. So I love that. That's something that you're promoting so much. It's so important for pregnant women. It is. And it's, you know, yeah. like you said, finding the ones that you enjoy and give you that clarity. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, I really encourage people to take a look at what their relationship is with their body. If they can prior to pregnancy, if not right at the forefront of pregnancy, because if you were somebody that was constantly exercising for a physical reason to physically change your body or to put on muscle, to lose weight, whatever it was, that's not going to happen in pregnancy. So really the time to discover what else can exercise do for you and how else can it help you in your pregnancy. And then, like you said, carrying into postpartum, because again, you're not going to be having these crazy physique goals immediately postpartum. So just learning those other reasons for exercise is huge. I love that. Asking yourself, oh, yeah. what else can exercise provide for me? Cause that's such a powerful thing regardless of pregnancy, but especially when you're like, okay, this is off the table. What can I focus on? And Brooke, you touched on it and nailed it. Like the mental health, especially during pregnancy with all the hormones raging, all the things going on, the worry, mm-hmm. the stress about becoming a mom and birth and all the things that could come into your brain. Why don't I replace that with exercise, which gives me mental clarity and makes me feel good and, um, can be really powerful. So that, that has been a huge why for me. Um, 
of exercise in general is realizing that it brings way more to my life than anything that's actually physical or physicality like that people put so much on. Um, I'd love to hear if you have experience with your clients with this because I'm this way and I'm sure our listeners already know this, but black and white thinking around exercise, like all or nothing. I've already heard you touch on like, oh, sometimes I can only do five minutes and sometimes it's 30. And how do you tackle that with your clients? Because I know for me, the black and white thinking kept me out of the gym, away from exercise for long periods of time in my life, and then got me in the gym for short periods of intense times in my life. And then back out because I was so like, I was like, well, I can't do anything. So I might as well just not do anything because I can't run or I can't whatever. And so I'd love to hear how you tackle that with your clients. If they, if they experience that, how to, um, negate that black and white thinking around joyful movement or exercise. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's so common now for people to feel that way, because if we think about, you know, the big fitness names right now that are out there, the big programs that are out there, you know, it's typically some kind of a, 30 day fix or, you know, a timeline of here's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to go so hard in this and then it's over. And I did it and I checked the box and Mm -hmm. I think our society has Mm -hmm. kind of molded to that because we see so many people out there doing it. And of course they're having success within that time period, but it's not sustainable. So really me, I focus on sustainability. What is something that you can do for the long haul, lifelong. And it's mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna change over time. But what's something you enjoy right now? What's something that can fit into your schedule right now? And that's taking into account your kids, your job, your spouse, all your other responsibilities, and what's gonna feel good to you right now. And if it's not what Susie Lou is doing over here, it's okay. So it's just finding what brings you that joy what fits into your life that excites you. And sure, probably at the beginning, it's not going to excite you because we're taking all of those myths that are in your head right now and we're trying to get rid of them. But eventually it's going to get you to a place where it's it's a healthy relationship where you're looking forward to it. You know that it's going to bring you stress relief. You know that it's going to provide you that break that you need. And taking the physical piece off the table, I really like to start with, you know, what is your why for this? And your why is not just to lose weight. That might be a nice byproduct that comes from it, but why do you want to lose weight? And we dig so deep. I always ask my clients about the five whys. So I make them answer the question why five different ways. And by the end, we get to really that core focus of whatever it is. You know, I want to be able to chase my kids around the backyard and right now I can't even do that. Okay. Something that's motivating enough to keep you going. And then we add in there the habits that you actually enjoy doing and take the comparison off the table. And you'll find that as you continue doing these things that you love, you find joy in, there are some nice benefits that come with it but they weren't our top benefits. It was really that underlying why. Yeah. The why is so important. We actually just did an IGTV today about the why, but it it is so important that we touch on like the mental health and the physical health and our mood and our energy. And really like something we say all the time is if our focus is only on changing our body or it's only on weight loss, 
those habits aren't going to stick forever. And that I love that you're like all about sustainability because that's something that we firmly believe in with nutrition and movement is if it's not sustainable, if it's not something you can keep doing for the next 30 years, then you're probably better off just like ditching that and, and finding something that feels better for your body. So hundred oh, percent. So no, I just going to build off like with that. Why truly sometimes you find like you're asking them why, and you get to a place where the answer is actually, I don't know. I don't actually think I want to do that. <laughs> you know, I saw somebody on Instagram doing it and I thought I wanted to do it too, but I actually don't want to. So it's just, it's interesting. Oh, absolutely. That, that why question, I love that why from five different ways, like, um, so powerful to actually sit down and, and think through that. I'm such like a, uh, my personality is just so skimmy. Like I'm literally like, Oh, why answer it quickly and move on. Like, but when I force myself to sit down and really work through stuff, I'm like, wow, I had no idea all that was hiding under there. You know, I had no idea how deep that went or where that came from. And to be in a situation, especially working with a professional when they can kind of guide you through it. Um, and in some ways force you to do the work because I need that. (laughs) It can be really powerful to go, Oh, I, you know, I had no idea that I, that's what I was holding on to, or that's what I was thinking. Um, and yeah, that, you know, just Brooke kind of to build up what build on what you were saying too, of this, like, it's actually, if we look at it, you know, it's actually quite unhealthy when we kick ourselves into cycles of on or off, black and white. Um, and it, it creates so much mental stress that turns into physical stress. And I lived there for years around exercise and food. And we've had members come to these really incredible realizations of like, hey, when I'm not on a timeline, like literally, Caroline, when you were saying like, oh, they're 30 day fixes. When I'm not on that timeline, I can just be free to choose what feels good today and not feel like I have to keep up or tick, tick the box. And I was following this, I follow this uh, blogger who's like about hair, like totally 100% about hair, but she was talking about how the last month she challenged herself to work out every single day of February. And come March 1st, she was like, now all I want to do is sit on the couch for like six weeks. And it's like you bounce from one extreme to the next. And I've totally been there where it's like, okay, but how about instead of challenging ourselves to things that are unrealistic or unsustainable, um, actually having more of like a, hey, how do I feel today feeling and saying, can I challenge myself today or do I need a rest day? And can that be more sustainable with it? Then all of a sudden, instead of bouncing from one extreme to the next, you're having consistency. And if you take two people, the black and white thinker and the consistent one over a year, like what that actually has done for their body, for their mental health, for all these other things, you're going to find better outcomes with that consistency. Right. And I have lived it. I've been through it and I still have to work through that. That's just my personality and the freedom that it, that it gives you to say, Oh, I'm not on or off. I just am. I can just be is, is a really amazing place to be. I think. Yeah. I love how you said that. I'm, I can just be, you know, and that's when you get to that intuitive place of exercise too, because now you've learned your body and you've learned exactly what it needs. And that's what makes it really sustainable. Yeah, no, I think that, um, so Carolyn, you obviously haven't gone through the postpartum period quite yet, but what do you feel like you've learned throughout your pregnancy that you can carry forward into postpartum in terms of exercise? So a lot of moms put that pressure to lose the baby weight. Um, that's a huge thing that we hear all the time is I have to lose the baby weight. I have to work out hard to lose the baby weight. What's kind of your mission and how you feel like you're going to really look at postpartum now versus what you may have looked like 
looked at postpartum like in the past with maybe overexercising? Yeah. And it's, you know, I was thinking about this because I think Brooke, we had talked about that you had a client that brought up, um, you know, society standards are, we're going to gain weight during pregnancy and then postpartum, you got to lose all the weight right away. And it's so true that that really is society standards and they're watching you to see if you're losing that weight right away. And a lot of us, I think, might even find that we had that standard for ourselves as well. So, you know, throughout this pregnancy, I've really learned, okay, it's not just about me right now. It's about the life that I'm growing inside of me. And when postpartum comes, now that life is outside of you. <laughs> so it's, you know, how can I now show up for them? Because they're the top priority. And it's, you know, some of these physical things that we thought were so important prior to pregnancy, they're not really as important anymore. You know, having a six pack abs is probably not as important as keeping my child safe. So that's been, you know, really helpful for me even, and I know for other women to just kind of reprioritize what we thought was important. But then just the fact that I was able to find that joyful movement in pregnancy, I know will benefit me in postpartum because right now my concern is not my physical being postpartum. I mean, of course, I want to make sure that I'm recovering and I'm healing in a way that's healthy for my body, but mine's more the mentality, the mental side of it. You know, this is a whole new journey for me and I want to approach it in the healthiest way possible. And knowing myself, movement is what helps me get into my healthiest mental state. So just really carrying with me, hey, I felt really good when I did this movement in pregnancy. So I'm going to do it postpartum for that reason, not for any other reason. You know, I worked really hard in pregnancy to not look at the scale when I went to the doctor's office. And that's my plan for postpartum too, to be able to just go based off how I feel and not worry about how quickly am I getting back into my old clothes and how quickly am I, you know, bouncing back. It's how do I feel? What can I do for myself to get a little bit more energy? Cause I know I'm going to be fatigued. What can I do for myself to just feel a little bit more like myself because I'm going to be in this new role that's foreign to me at times. And that's where it's so helpful to know what those movements are, what that exercise is for you that can bring you that feeling so that you're just continuing it through postpartum. And sure, you're probably going to eventually lose some of the weight and your body's going to change again. And that's just a side, you know, a byproduct but putting that mental health first and using your exercise in order to reach that goal, that's my plan. And that's really what I strive to help other women find for themselves too. So their postpartum can be healthier and more sustainable. I love that having space for change, right? Creating that space to say my body is going to change. Um, I actually love the word that you use there, foreign. Like I'm going to feel like I'm in a foreign body, you know, doing this job that I is foreign to me. It's completely brand new and actually saying, okay, I, I'm going to have a general idea, a general plan of what does, you know, and even like a list we've actually recommended with our members before, like make a physical list, like keep it in your phone of what feels good to you. And then you get to go through that list and decide in this moment, which one stands out to you when you're emotionally stressed out and you want to reach for food. It's not that food can't be on that list, but we need to have more than just 
just a list that says eat food, right? Like there needs to be a lot of different tools in our tool belt. Um, and same thing, I think with exercise of saying, okay, I've got all these different movements that I now know I enjoy doing. Um, and I've tried and I've gotten creative with it and curious and I've tried new things. And now I have this list of different exercises that feel good to me and my body. So I can call on them when I'm not feeling my best. And I'm thinking like, this doesn't even feel like my body right now. How can I get more in tune and in touch with my body? And honestly, it movement really does help with that. Movement is so powerful in getting back in tune with what your body is saying, how it's feeling, how it's moving. Really, really helpful. So to have that list, and I love just how gentle you are with giving yourself space of knowing, I don't know, but I'm going to make my best educated guess, and then I'm going to have grace with myself if things don't go as planned. And and that is truly the best the best way to approach it. So I, I think that's wonderful. Um, you know, Caroline, I would love for you to share with us any final thoughts or, you know, even action steps. If someone's listening to this right now, thinking about getting pregnant or are currently pregnant, where can maybe they start? Or, um, you know, if that makes sense, what can they do today to start being more intuitive with their movement? Um, and then I'd also love for you to share with us where people can find you and learn more about what you do and how you can help them. Yeah, sure. That's a great question. I, you know, first and foremost, I would recommend educating yourself, you know, surrounding yourself, whether it's on social media or it's in with your social groups or books that you're reading with valid credentialed you know, research, if that's what you're into, or just Mm -hmm. people, because there's so much noise out there. And we look at these big names, though, and we're like, well, they must be right, you know, because Mm -hmm. they're, they're sharing it, they're this big name. And educating yourself is going to empower you to feel like when you get into pregnancy or postpartum or whatever stage you're in, you have the control a little bit. You know, you have the control over the choices that you make. You have the control over the things that you're doing, but you also know that deep down what you're doing is okay. What you're doing is healthy. And it's not just because Gwyneth Paltrow told you to do it. You know, you empowered yourself to get there. Um, But then the other big one too, I think I touched on before is just really examining where are you with your relationship with exercise right now? What is your reason for exercising? Are you constantly trying to become a smaller version of yourself? When you exercise right now, how do you feel? Are you dreading it when you know it's time to go and work out? And then are you just feeling crappy afterwards because you didn't lose the weight fast enough? Because then that's a place that you know we have some work to do and we need to find some different functions of exercise and some different types of exercise. Because that's really, I think for a lot of people, a huge struggle in pregnancy when you can't physically change your body anymore. And now you don't really know what to do with exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, I mean, those are my two biggest ones. And going back to even with that empower one is learning that you're not fragile. You know, I am someone that gets very irritated if somebody treats me like I'm fragile in pregnancy and I know that they have the best intentions for me, but I would never do anything that would harm my baby on purpose. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's where empowering yourself to learn that just because you're pregnant, you're not broken. You can, you Mm. can do cool things and you are strong and empower yourself to be able to do those things. So 
you know, I really encourage people to kind of look at who are you following on social media? Who are you getting your information from? And make sure it vibes with you. Make sure it's credentialed. Um, so kind of with that, like you said, Alyssa, it, that's what I share a lot on my social media page is I just try to put out there, here are the workouts that I'm doing. I keep them short. I keep them quick. I work out at home because right now all I got is 20 or 30 minutes in me. And then I got to go sit down and take a break before I get back up again. Um, so I share all of those on my Instagram page at press the limit underscore fitness. And then I also have website, same thing press the limit. It's just P R E S the limit.com. And those are really the two places I hang out the most where you can find the most content, but I also offer virtual and in-person if you're local to upstate New York, but virtual nutrition coaching and virtual personal training where we can really just dive into where are you right now with your relationship with exercise and where do you want to go? And then I guide you through really finding that intuitive, joyful piece of exercise. But I'm also providing you with workouts that you enjoy. They're tailored to you. They're tailored to your schedule, tailored to your goals. I love that. Yeah. And one thing we talk, one thing we talk about much inside the membership is women ask, like, I need some personal trainers who aren't going to like pressure me to lose weight or talk about weight or talk about calories burned. So I think you're such a great resource and even all of your pregnancy workouts that I like love watching them. They're so good, but all of your pregnancy workouts are totally safe for somebody who's postpartum. So it's like, I tell women all the time inside our membership, if you're just looking for a good workout where they're not going to pressure you to lose weight, find prenatal workouts because you know, it's going to be safe and low impact. So it's perfect to do postpartum too. Obviously, you know, like there's other things to do postpartum as well. But I just think it's such a good resource for women who are really looking for somebody who's not going to pressure them to burn the calories or, you know, like uh, just, it kind of pains me to hear what some coaches tell people. 100%. Very sad. No, it's, but yeah. It's such a good, like that, that community of prenatal and the fitness. Yeah. That we're not worried about burning calories, but there's something at least and when I share my workouts, I feel so empowered and like proud of myself, you know, look at what I'm doing. And then I want that to radiate to you so that you go do the workout and you feel the same. So that's a good point. I like that. It's such a good tip. I've, I've mm-hmm. used it a few times and it's just so nice to tune into a workout and be like, no pressure, no stress. It's super gentle, you know, whatever. So it's such a great tip. Um, and I, oh gosh, I loved what you said. Like you're pregnant, you're not broken. Um, just such a good reminder to those mamas out there because our culture really does tend to handle us with kid gloves and like, but then as soon as you have the baby, then all of a sudden you're just like smack down. You're like, okay, now you have to do this. This is the the other thing. And you're like, wait, I've been pregnant for nine months, actually 10. And I've been treated with kid gloves and I can't do this and I can't jump and I can't whatever. And now you're telling me I have to like get on it right away. Like, I just love that. It's like, no, this is a part of your life. It's, it's a season in your life and to embrace it and, and do what feels good for you working with your doctor, um, for sure. And knowing what, what works for you and what doesn't, but, um, and stopping when it's too much and, and tuning into your body to know like, oh, this hurts. This isn't feeling good to me. Talk to your doctor about it or just stop and move on to something different. Um, it's so powerful, but to act like this 
nine, 10 months of your life should just be sitting on the couch waiting for this baby. Like your life isn't on hold because you're waiting for a baby. Uh, so I, I just love yeah. that. Uh, Caroline, thank you so much for coming on. We've, I love having this conversation and, um, Brooke, you were actually on her podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Can you share? Yeah, it was really fun. Can you share the name of your podcast and you can find that on any podcast host, right? Yep. You can find it on any platform, but it's called health without limits. And yep. Brooke was on there and we talked all about intuitive eating and postpartum and giving yourself awesome. grace. So we'll link time. everything down below to learn more about Caroline, tune into her podcast and um, listen to Brooke and all her other amazing guests and everything. So thank you so much for coming on and for our listeners, we will see you next Tuesday with a brand new episode. See you later. See you later.